Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Episode 220, After the Whistle. And... This one will be quick. This one will be short and sweet. Just like the Sabres game on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. You Holy. were there. You were Man. there. Listen, I mean, it started. It started. Uh, you couldn't have started any better. Um, Sabres uh, go up, you know, two goals in, 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 uh, in the first period. I mean, a beautiful goal by Tage Thompson on the power play. Just in, like he is so lethal on that one timer on on the power play. It is it is just like wow, how he shoots the puck. Um, Casey Middlestat, little uh, seeing eye shot uh, gets through, which is uh, which was a nice one for him. They're up two nothing going into the second period. All all is all is well, which is pretty surprising for a team that looked like they were just absolutely sauced all over social media for the last week on their vacation. Yeah, can't speak well, for listen, everybody. I, mean, I can't the speak for colada, The pina colada started to drain out of their body in the second and third period because holy shit, were they bad? Like, I mean, next level bad. Like, I mean, I mean, next. Like, they only had three shots in the first period. I think they only had three shots in the per- first period. Let me, let me. Yes, I am. I stand corrected. Three shots in the first period three to 11 for calgary then all of a sudden calgary decided that they were going to uh pull up their big boy pants and start to play some hockey and in the second period they scored four goals in the first five minutes and i was just sitting there like shaking my head in the stands like what the hell is going on here how bad defensively is this team 23 shots, 23. Yes, I said that right. 23 shots in the second period to Buffalo's six. Where they might have had a phantom shot yeah, but, on that there. And this is this is the thing, though. Okay, so I see where you're so going. So 34 to nine. 34 to nine in shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hey, listen, listen, listen. Um, like, I don't, you know, when they start a, a big road trip. Tonight in LA. Which makes me super nervous. I know they absolutely spanked Pittsburgh and uh Crosby got ejected from that game. Did you see that? No. Oh yeah, he got booted out with like nine minutes left. Oh boy. They were down five nothing and he was going after the ref and the fans just went absolutely nuts. It's gotta be a great moment when you, you go to watch Crosby play. Your team kicks their ass. He doesn't do anything, then he gets boofed out of the game. Anyway, so back to what we were talking about. 
I feel like, you know, I never say this. And I don't want to sound like I'm one of those guys, those teeth grinders. It's like, oh, I never take a shift off. Like, I don't want to sound like that guy. But nine days off. Calgary's what? That was their third game back after the All-Star break? Yeah, that was their third. It's a major disadvantage. We did the Hockey Night in Canada player cast the other night with Jeremy Roenick. The Chicago uh, Winnipeg game. You know, same situation. Chicago, Chicago, that was their third game back. That was Winnipeg's first. Winnipeg kicked their ass. Way better team. Yep. They're a veteran team who's running so out I'm of confused. time to are, win. Are you the saying... Sabres are a young team. They're a young team. They're inexperienced. This is, you know, oh, a lot of their first all-star breaks or first times having a having a, a long time break. Young team and inexperienced. Toss this one out the window. What were you expecting? Maybe we should just toss this one over to Brian Gianta and so he can friggin' suck on this one because guess what? I just watched a very and I mean very immature hockey team. That's just what that's what it's chalked up to be. I hate to say it. If if the Sabres, and we talked about this the other day with Brian, and I kind of got a little heated because Brian Brian thinks that uh, you know, everything is all well in, in Saberland. And the and the reality is this that they are in a good position, a good position to make a push for for the for the playoffs this year. If you want to make the playoffs, what does this team need? That's what we were discussing. What do they need? Well, they need a few things, but most of all, they need a player that they can insert in the lineup that will play a role, a big role, but he's got to be a leader. And I brought up Boone Jenner the other day. I brought up Boone Jenner because he is a center that's going to play ultimately on your second slash third line because who is the second line right now okay well what's Boone Jenner gonna fix yesterday if you're talking about how immature this team is I don't don't, I'm I'm just confused by what what you mean um like one player is going to fix yesterday or fix the game against Calgary it was nine days off these guys are kids youngest team in the league they're going to learn from this when they're actually good and they have a chance to win. They're going to approach this week very, very differently. Yeah. Dylan cousins signed his contract on the, uh, on the holiday. And you got Rasmus Dahlin bringing him shots. I'm not poo pooing it. I get it. They're kids, but that's what we saw Saturday. So who gives a shit? Young kids. Yep. Young kids, young talented kids. No, not at all. Not at all. Not whatsoever. Okay well, who's, okay, well, who's it fall on then? What are they supposed to do? Go be hermits for the holiday, for the break? What do you want no, them to do? A, listen, I don't know what they, I don't know what these, these young men did on their break, nor do I care. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you come back to work, there, should be, there shouldn't be anyone right now talking about, well, you know, they, they've been off for 10 days. They're going to be rusty. That's freaking bullshit, man. I mean, you're a professional athlete, Okay. You're you're in you're in the the fire right now. You have an opportunity to really take advantage of an opportunity of of extra games that you have in hand to close the gap on on the wild card spots. Okay, so I don't understand what we're talking about right now. I'm talking. I'm about just it. telling you. I'm telling you flat out that. Okay, let me ask you something. At their I, best, I see at their best, very, do you actually think they would? No, no. You hold on. At their best, do you actually think they would have beaten Calgary? I think that the Sabres came out and played some better hockey in the first period. I thought that they were moving their feet. I thought that they were engaging. 
and they ended up getting up two goals. But a much more veteran um, team, a stronger team, came out in the second period and physically, mentally, they outworked, they outforchecked. The Sabres were pressured into making mistakes like it was like holy shit if anyone wants to sit here and blame this on uka pekka lukanen you need your head examined this young very inexperienced team made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake it came from the defense acting like they're friggin' forwards and they're rovers and there's two on ones and they just didn't play defense they didn't play defense at all and now is that what is that from what is that from? Is that is that the players? Well, just to me, is that was, is that is that Don Granado it? just allowing his uh, his uh, defense uh, to basically play like a rover? You know what that reminded me of? You ever see the movie uh, Varsity Blues when they all go out to the strip club and their teachers there and they're hanging out with the teacher and then they have to play the game and they come out of the the place and it's it's daylight and they have a game that night. And they just get absolutely waxed. <laughs> that, that's you know what I you know the hard the hard thing I have with this team. I just I have a hard time with this team. The, the the first line, and we've never had a first line. I can't even tell you in how long. Like that, I actually felt like this was a legit first line in the NHL. And yes, I know you can go back and say you guys you're crazy. You know, at one point. You know, Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart, and and that was a first line. Nothing like this. Okay? Nothing like this. Are you um, ready to hear the new lines that the Sabres just put out today? Oh, boy. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Sure. Please tell me that they're not changing the first line. Please tell me that they're not changing the first line. Because if if I'm going to tell you this. If I, if I hear of Tage Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck not together, then we should just shut this uh, this uh, podcast off. This anything what... after that, anything after that is fair game. Okay, well, this is what, from the bottom to the top, Turk is the extra during the drills. Gergensen's, Krebs, Quinn. This is left to right. Asplund, Jost, Olofsson. Middlestad, Thompson, Oposo, Skinner, Cousins, Tuck. Idiotic. Unless they're, you know, unless they're doing like, hey, uh, we're going to fire things up and mix things up with the players. No, no, no. You don't maybe need to mix maybe. shit up, man. Okay. I mean, you don't need to touch that first line. You don't. Can't you just roll on it out there as the power play one and and try to spread some love out? Try to no, I don't think you should be spreading love at all. They spread love out in Colorado and just kind of like interchange like Rantanen and and McKinnon and no no no, those guys are fixtures. Well, Everything they, else after that, they they tinker with. Okay, well, they're they going to try this and with find McDavid and uh, Drysital. Well, name me name me who McKinnon or uh, name me right now. Who plays on a regular basis with with uh, Connor McDavid? I don't know exactly seen, because he doesn't I've have a, he doesn't have a lot line, of the line mates. this year. 
doesn't have line mates. It, it's a, it's a revolving door of, you know, guys that are trying to play on, on his line. There's, there's multiple players. I don't understand what's going on here right now. I don't understand. I'm not in the dressing room. Well, remember, not we know what's happening remember, in practice. Not, they're not going in. It's what you say is only happening in practice. I said I do not know what's happening in practice. Okay. I do not know what's happening off the ice. Um, this to me, uh, a Skinner Cousins Tuck thing. Um, I think right now you're starting to realize on the team. I think Kevin Adams realizes. I think the coach uh, Don Granato realizes that they ultimately have one line. And 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 Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner have basically kept. And for that matter, you know, you can throw Darlene in there. I've kept this team. Why afloat. is this so bad? This is terrible. Because it just shows how shitty the depth is right now. That is not performing. But if Tage Thompson is a bona fide superstar centerman, why is this such a bad move? Why can you not try... Like, let's figure this out. You know what Kyle Oposo can do. He's going to be digging in the corners and throwing those passes out yep. to Tage so he can rip them. Sure. Okay? Yep. Casey yep. Metalstad is going to try to fly down off the wing, almost like a Jeff Skinner type. I mean, you know. So, so what, you're, what you're telling me is you just you just paid a player $10 million or, or $7 million a year in Dylan Cousins, and he can't do it with, uh, you know, Middlestad and Oposo? Well, maybe we it's it. maybe it's Skinner and Tuck that can do it, and Cousins can be more of that kind of like reliable two-way mm-hmm. centerman. Where now now Thompson can just be free to roam and you know yeah. carry another line. Like, does it does it matter? Wouldn't that be better for the team, Craig? Wouldn't that be better for the team? No, because it just shows how many holes that you have on this team. That's the whole point. Like, I, I I said to you a, a while back, this team has an insane amount of young. Who do you compare Dylan Cousins to? I don't say compare like he is that player, but I'm saying who does he project to be like? And it would be very hard to become this player, but who does he project to be like, in your opinion, points and style like of play? Like a super crazy poor man's Patrice Bergeron. Okay, what line because I don't he, think, what, I mean, there's only one on? Patrice Bergeron. Right. What line does he play on? He plays on the number one line. Okay. Okay. But there's only one Patrice Bergeron. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But if he were, if he were even to be 80% of, of the Patrice Bergeron that we've had the pleasure to watch over the last 12 years. Not a bad guy to have as your top line centerman. And if you have Tage Thompson, who is just an offensive phenom, who isn't maybe a true, true, true centerman. Can you stop with that shit? Okay. Is he? Is, what do you mean? Is Is he a true centerman or not? I don't know. I see. I, I don't know. I see it's been two he, years I, that he's absolutely blown it out of the water. Why are we offensive, even talking offensively? About but I mean, like, how? Okay, no, is he, you're, you're telling me that Tage Thompson's bad defensively. I, I haven't seen one bad defensively. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm just saying he's he's more uh, uh, he's more of an offensive player than he is a defensive player, and that's undeniable. Do I think okay. he's come a long way? I, I do. I, I think I, his faceoffs can can get better. I mean, I see other players on his line taking faceoffs. Okay, so he's not uh, Ryan O'Reilly on the faceoffs or Patrice. Well, Bergeron. isn't that part of a fucking centerman's job is to win is, faceoffs? Is, is, 
do you know his uh, face-off percentage right now? Uh, I I know that it's not like seven million dollars centerman type, but I mean it's, it's acceptable. I'll get yeah. it for you right now. I don't have is, it. Is is, is is Tage Thompson at any point in the season? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Made you feel that he's playing poor defensively. Like Jack, like Jack Eichel. Like Jack no, Eichel made my eyes not. bleed. Absolutely How many not. times did I say after games in the studio, we're talking about Jack Eichel and everyone's like, you know, working for the, yeah, we got to talk great about Jack Eichel. No, what are you talking about? He looked like shit last night. He does not care about defense. That's why we're losing games. That's part of the reason why we're losing games. Like so his I don't think percentage is 41, four, I'll give him 42. I'll round it up. Okay. 42%. And what's the what's the highest percentage uh, for a faceoff? What's the number one guy? 52? 53? No, it's got to be higher than that. Hold on. Hold Look on. at Ryan O'Reilly or... or um, I will. I'm going to hold on a second here. Hold on. I mean, I... Cage Thompson's given me no reason to think that he is a liability defensively. I think he's done a nice job. And for that matter, why is he playing on the penalty kill with Tuck? He's there because he's defensively responsible and understands angles, shooting lanes, everything else. Tage Thompson is a centerman. He has flourished for literally a year and a half now that have blown out of the water. We should never talk about him playing wing again, ever. This team right now, the issues are not Jeff Skinner and Tuck and Cousins and Thompson. The issues is the youth and the softness that are behind those guys. That's just my opinion. When we talk about what this team may need to elevate itself moving forward, so you have players on this team that can learn from other players, Boone Jenner has been a captain in Columbus. I'm just throwing his name out. He is a responsible a very responsible um, player that could fit on this team as a third line center that would be outstanding. He's going to be your top, one of your top penalty killers. He's still producing points. He has 14 goals already this year. He's on pace for 20, 25. This team, you can't just run with the young players. I think some, like in this Lance, uh, like, like Kowski's, um Chris Bergeron's face-off percentage is 61.4. And he's probably the number one in the league. Probably. Yeah. That's a massive difference. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Why, if, 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 if we're looking at um, being okay with Kevin Adams' thought process by allowing the young kids to make mistakes and learn... <laughs> Tell me why J.J. Paterka is the extra in drills. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. 
Okay. I don't, so I'm, just, I'm not making a bigger. I'm not with this, right now. Remember, we're 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 also spending an awful lot of time on on a practice lineup, and maybe I mean, who knows what that's all about? Maybe Cousins needs to get some time up there with the big boys because maybe Thompson's dinged up. I don't know. I just can't believe that that this kind of information draws this kind of reaction from a fan base. You know what I mean? I I get it, but I'm. Why can't you try something new? Um, they head out west. They have a. Okay, I, hold on. Yeah, why do you? Ha- why can't you try something new? Because what was happening before was working. This team was like a six-two and two in their last ten games. They played exceptionally well. So my, my question is why change it? There are things that you need to alter in your lineup to put you over the top because there's other teams like the Islanders that are making moves to continue to get better. I just think right now with this team, it's a very good hockey team. They're extremely skilled. They have a lot of youth, but there needs to be some minor changes to the roster and on defense that I think can make you better and might be able to push you over the top in some of these games. All right. I I can live with all that. I'm just trying to see, just looking at Tage here, this last bunch of games, uh, what kind of where he was scoring his goals from power player, whatever. Uh, Okay. Schedule heading out West LA. And then doesn't uh, get easier. Yeah. It certainly doesn't get easier. You have LA. And then you have Anaheim, and then you have San Jose. Yep. Then you come home, and then you have Toronto. Then you're on the road again, Tampa Bay, Florida. Not Tampa Bay, Florida, well, just, but you have Tampa don't Bay. Don't even look Florida. any further than the three games that they have on this road trip. That's the, You shouldn't be looking anything further than these three games going out west. And you and you sit there, and you think to yourself, these are, these are favorable games for the Sabres. Okay. These are games that, uh, you know, Hey, uh, we're playing Anaheim. The team stinks, but no, they don't because they're still beating teams. San Jose sharks, a bottom five team in the NHL right now, but they're still beating teams. You cannot take these teams lightly. LA. They just spanked Pittsburgh Penguins six nothing last night. This is a team that is 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 probably a better team than than the Sabers. They're going to have to bring their A game to be able to compete with a team like this. So, I mean, we we talked about this in 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 a podcast um, a couple days ago where we talked about there was four games in hand that the Sabers had on a few teams. And we talked about if you could go 500 in those four games, it would be a good situation because it would put you in a, in a position where it could elevate you to a playoff spot in a wild card spot. Now on this road trip, they need to win two out of the three games. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy hockey. I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very nervous for this team because I think they're so close that they can taste it, but I also think they do not understand the schedule that lies ahead the, ahead of them. Or do you think they do? I think they do. I think they these guys do. I think um, they're they're not babies. 
I think they understand where they're at. There's going to be pressure on them for the very first time, which is what Kevin Adams probably wants. He wants to, he wants these players, these young players, because in the last decade, none of these players at this time of year, currently right now on February 12th, not one single player has been, has felt uncomfortable about that playoff race. And Kevin Adams likes this. This is what he wants. He wants to be in this situation. He wants his players to feel uncomfortable. He wants them to grow. My thought, it's just me. I like the idea of adding one or two pieces, one on the forward line, one on the defense. Now, people are going to sit there and say, well, maybe that's not enough. That's okay. It's about helping guide these young players to the next level because the young players are the ones that's going to be driving this ship for the next two, three, four, five years beyond, but they need a little bit of help. This defense core that has, you know, Darlene, Matias Samuelson, Yoki Haru, power basically are all 20 and 22 years old. It's an extremely young defense core. Yeah, I think they need, I think they need some help. It's going to be a long push. These last 30 games, a lot of pressure, a lot of ice time. They may not, not they may not even have the bodies to do it. Like the last thing you want to do is start pulling up all these guys from Rochester that just, I mean, I I don't know. I guess you have to just go as far as you can and then see, and I, I, I see where you're at and then decide how you're going to ride out the rest of the season as a roster because I mean, this whole thing could go south in a hurry. Let's be honest. Someone's got to go south. Do you understand that? Yeah, I do. You have Washington, you have Pittsburgh, you have the Islanders who made an absolute monster trade for Bo Horvat. You have the um, Florida Panthers that have played very, very well. And you have the Buffalo Sabres that have played very well, but you still go and, go and look at Ottawa. Ottawa's actually played quite well themselves. There's going to be a playoff race. Someone is going to, ha- is going to fail. Oh, it's on. It's on right now. Wild card one sixty two. wild card two sixty one. Wild card 360, wild card 458, and wild card 556, wild card 654, wild card 754. Which is Philadelphia Flyers. Yep. Right? I mean, then you have the Ottawa Senators behind Philadelphia at 51 with 51. They're 10 points out. Yeah, they're 10 points out, but they have multiple games in hand on all of these teams. One game in hand on Pittsburgh. Okay, because Pittsburgh and Washington's are the ones that you're keying on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Washington Capitals right now are at 62 points, and Ottawa is all the way at the very bottom, the eighth team in the wild card position. They're at they're they're 11 points out, but they have games in hand. All I'm saying is, Washington, Pitt, the Islanders, Florida. Buffalo, Detroit, and Philadelphia are very, very much in, in this. And I just, I just look at this situation and I think Kevin Adams is going to basically going to hold Pat because I, I honestly believe that he does not think that this team is 
has what it takes to get into the playoffs yet. I think it's the youngest team in the league. They're still growing. They're making mistakes. They're learning from the mistakes and they're trying to build something. I think Kevin Adams loves the idea of this team going through and getting some war wounds, understanding losing some games, but understanding how to win. Well, you know what? Here's my theory. If that's the case, I don't know, Craig. I may be in the mindset of go grab a player at the deadline that you need long-term, and I'll tell you why. Because if you're right there and you miss, now you're in the offseason, and you need to go and try and bring some players in at the draft. Well, guess what? Now you're competing against every other team in that regard, too, and maybe where these free agents want to go, and maybe they want to where they want to waive their move clauses and all these other things. So you're going to be up against Detroit, Philly, Florida, Islanders. Yeah. Those are some desirable markets, more desirable to free agents and other players with move clauses than Buffalo is. I hate to yep. say it. Like, look, at you know, New Jersey's probably going to get Timo Meyer. I mean, all these teams are going to get better around you. Islanders already got Bo Horvat. The fact that Bo Horvat signed there before he even played a game like the Islanders, I know Thomas comes on here and raves about Long Island, but that's the yeah. last fucking place I would want to go. Second last place in the East that I would want to go is Long Island. Second last. So, I mean, or the second, yeah, the second last place I'd want to go in the East is Long Island. Yeah. And it's, and, and, you know, so that's a statement to free agents. That's a statement to players. Yeah. And I think I don't want Buffalo to lose out in that race either. Because that's a that's a crucial race. A deadline piece and draft pieces and free agency are the only way that they can move forward now. And they are they're competing yeah. against all these other teams. Oh, and let's let's fire over to the West. Where but, do you want to sign? I, you want to sign again, in Buffalo I'll... or you want to sign in Vancouver? You want to sign in Buffalo or you want to sign in LA? You want to sign in Buffalo or you want to sign in Nashville? Like these are all San Jose, Arizona, yep. Anaheim, Chicago. These are all teams that are going to be competing for these players that are building rosters just like Buffalo is. Yep. Sorry for that yep. long winded spiel. No, there, I, I, I hear you. I, I just look at the situation. Sabres fans are looking at the situation. You know, there, there's so much positive with this, with this group, Thompson, Darlene, Tuck, Skinner, Cousins, you know, the, the Jack Quinns and the Paterkas that are, that are growing Owen power players like this are going to make up this team's future. Okay. How so, are you going to build around it? How are you going to build around it? And at what point in time do you start to like, if you're, if you're, if I were to say to you that a Dylan cousins, Paterka, Jack Quinn is going to be your second line of the future. Okay. How do you build around the third line is Casey Middlestat your center? Is he your third line center is, is, um, Victor Olofsson. Your Would you say that it takes right longer winger. to establish players' roles in the bottom six than in the top six? Like for, I, for I, developing a player, like it probably yes. takes a lot longer for, for a first-round pick to settle into a third-line spot because they're going to give them every opportunity to fail at one and two. It's like That's why you have to go and find these guys and bring them in because they're already established in those roles. Yeah. Um. Does that make sense? You you you've got to you've got to really cross your cross your fingers and and hope that you can um develop 
an elite superstar in 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 this league. Okay, so, so you you look at you look at the the Kane and the Taves, all those years in in um in in Chicago, they started to build around those players. They brought in the Marion Hoses, they brought in the Patrick Sharps, they brought in players along that line to to um you know insulate these high-end young players you look at Sidney Crosby and Malkin when they started to do their their time um they brought in Bill Guerin 40 goal scorer they brought in Mark Recchi they brought in Sergey Gonchar they brought Gary in Roberts. players Gary Roberts they brought in players to insulate those elite players and allow them develop at the right rate um you know hey they did I that just in think, Chicago then yeah. they bring in, bring in like guys like Michael Hanzus and they brought in all these old veteran yes. guys, you know, yes. they surrounded him with Marion Hosa. Yep. I mean, like they, they like that's that's the and way times changed to. a little bit, right? Times have changed a little bit. Like, um, you know, this the Sabres are not a team that's ready to win, but they are going in the right direction. I think every single person in Sabre land needs to be happy with the development and what they've seen out of a large amount of these players. Now we can't expect Jack Quinn at age 21 to be what we want, what he's going to be in, in, in when he's 24, he's going to be a very, very, very different player when he's 24 than what he is right now. And as much as we want to win quickly, we can't, we can't speed up Jack Quinn's development. We can't speed up JJ Paterka's development because I think those two guys have been kind of ghosts a little bit. Um, you know, you know, but they're, but they're getting to know the league. I mean, they're, they're young men that are, they're playing in the best league in the world. That's probably why it, it took Ovi so long to win. Do you ever go see the rosters they surrounded him with? He had nobody. Nobody. He had nobody. He had no, like his first year. His first year in the league, he, no disrespect to Dana Zubris. I play with him. The only player I play with on two teams, the only two teams I played on. And he's yep. an amazing leader, ama- amazing. But he was still young at the time. He, you know, when he was in Washington that year, he, uh, he was the only guy on the team. The rest of them were all nobodies. Yeah. Nobodies, no veterans, nothing. Same second year, you know, and then that's why Sid, Sid wins a cup, what, his third, fourth year in the league. He's in two finals within three years. Yeah. He wins. Because they knew they had one of the best young players in the world. And within a couple years, they went and surrounded Sidney Crosby with high-end veteran hockey players. That were that were in a position to 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 win win right away. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens at the deadline. Yeah, not just for Buffalo, but for everybody else. Because I mean, Vladimir Tarasenko, he goes to the Rangers. Pat Kane was pissed about that. That's where he yeah. thought he was going. That's so, right. What a move that was. That's been paying off. Yeah. Listen, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where the dominoes fall on some of these players. Like we're talking about Jacob Chikrin, um, who has been, um, you know, talked about in, in Buffalo a little bit here and there. I don't think that this is the place that it's going to be, but who knows? I mean, Jacob Chikrin was held out of the game last night due to rumors that he is going to be moved. Okay. Um, you have Timo Meyer, who, 
you know, the Sabres are going to be playing them in, in four or five days. Maybe he's just jumping on the Sabres uh, flight out of San Jose uh, after the game. I'm Who not knows? Doing, we I, don't I, know. I, I, I'm not... I'm not saying those are stupid moves. I understand they're very good players. I don't think those are the players the Sabres need. And I'm not bringing a player in here that's never played a game for the Sabres and probably going to pay him more than a guy that's going to outscore him for the next seven years. Like yeah. We're already doing that with Jeff Skinner. Yeah. Like You can't do that with Timo Meyer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you can't. Jacob Chikrin, I don't understand that move. Why are we going to move a lot of assets for a defenseman that we already have multiples of. I, I don't understand. We I we don't need a left-handed shot defenseman like J- uh, um, Jacob Chikrin. I'll tell you a defenseman that I'd like. Watching yeah. last night, the well, game, I know, sitting in left, the stands. He's a left-hand shot. Holy, I get it. And I would take him in a left-hand shot. Zadana, Zadora. Like, Zid- <laughs> what's his Whatever name? Whatever his name. What's his Zidorov. name? Nikita. Nikita Zadorov. Like, I mean, you're you're a treasure. He scared the bejesus out of, every, out of everybody. He was chirping well, all night long. He can do whatever long. he wants. He's he got, do he has running he mates. He has running mates. Yeah. They're one of the most physical teams in the league. They yeah. really are. I bet fear factor played into that more than time off, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he skates so well. He's so physical. Um, he, he's jumping in the play. He's adding offense. Like I really like, uh, Zadorov, but I mean, I don't, I don't see him here in this lineup, but holy jumping. Would we like Zadorov, Lucic, Coleman, Lewis, Richie, Dennis Gilbert, Buffalo boy. Welcome to the, welcome to the, to the league goal and assist. I know he's been in the league, but I'm just saying. Yeah, um, big, big clapper goal last night. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Great kid. Great. Well, he's not a kid anymore, but he's always been a great kid. Uh, Mac Weger, Tyler Toffoli plays a hard game. Nazem Kadri. It's not always a he's team good. that finishes in the top of the standings that wins the Stanley Cup. And, you know, Calgary is a team I think could make a lot of noise because they have the players that play hockey the right way when the game matters and it's the last 30 games of the season right after the all-star break it's a sprint yeah so. yeah I, I, again i just i'll, I'll I just i'll say this because i'm i'm going to take five seconds to say it and then i don't want to even resp- i don't want to even respond to it okay because i don't want to hear anybody's rebuttal on it i'm watching the game last night i watched dylan cousins go flying in He's in front of the net and they clear him out like nothing like I've seen. The helmet gets ripped off and he's sitting there chirping three other uh, Calgary Flame players and there's not one player around him. And I was thinking to myself, just sitting in my stands, I got my boys on my one side, I got my wife, my daughter on the other side and I'm just sitting there thinking, watching this in my head going, I'm Dylan Cousins, just thinking like, where, where is my backup, my strength? Who is the guy that's going to help me? As as Dylan Cousins is skating, picking up his helmet, skating to the bench, they're chirping him, and I'm just, I'm just watching. The game's not changed; it's changed, but the game is still there. Okay, and I'm just thinking to myself, Dylan Cousins, if you want him to play 
free and confident, you need to have people that are going to back that young man up and make him bigger and stronger than in his mind. And I just, I mean, the team is so bloody soft. It is just, and I'm going to, I know I'm, I'm a broken record and people are like, Oh my God, can you just like give up on this? I can't like, can you explain to me one thing? This team has the least amount of hits in the entire NHL. You know what the hits were yesterday? Hold on. How is this team not only going to make the playoffs, but how are they, what are they going to do in the playoffs? Like, I just don't, if, if Kevin Adams and his staff don't see that there, there needs to be changes throughout the lineup to make it a not like they, they've, they've identified a number one line. They've identified a really young, super high end talented core, but you need, you need to get some toughness in the lineup guys that are not worried about going to score goals every night because they know that Tage Thompson, that's his job. Tage Thompson's job is to go score goals with Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner and, and cousins. He's just, no, his job's to wow. Cause when he wows, we win. I mean, it's simple as that. That's his job, man. Passing shooting doesn't matter. But what about, what about the guys that go into games? Like Zadorov last night, I just watched him. I was just kind of chuckling in my seat. <laughs> I was like, this guy is literally terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying players. to you. Look at his roster. Like they they're they have Lucic who can fight anybody. They have all these other guys that can fight the next Richie's guys of anybody. Kid. Like they're all tough. Yeah. They have seven guys that are that their seventh toughest player is tougher than the Sabres toughest player. Who's Sabres toughest player? Samus Gergensons. It's not. Listen to me. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not lying. When I say this, I was sitting in the stands and, um, at one point in time, Zadorov went over and, and was chirping Casey Middlestad. I don't know what was saying, but I have a very good idea what was being said. And with someone behind me about three rows up, just three rows up saying, can someone go over and fight that guy? We need a fight for energy. And I just like literally was chuckling to myself. Who? Who? Name me one player on the entire team that is going to identify that the team needs a spark. That the player's going to go out and do something, ignite something, maybe get the fans going. And could alter or change the game. Name me the one player in this lineup that would do that. Would? Nobody. No one. But Nobody. let's not let's not let's not dwell on that. Let's not let's not go there. All I'm saying is the Sabres, you know, they stunk their joint the joint out in their first game back. We're gonna give them a little grace because they're off for 10 days. And uh I just think right now they're gonna they're gonna have to be ready for this road trip. It's gonna be a big, big, big telltale sign for Kevin Adams and what he needs to do with this team. I don't think I have anything else to add other than thanks for listening. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator 76 
You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.